Welcome everybody to another episode of the Fair Income Podcast. My name is Ashraf. We have Welly and Ali on the mic today. Unfortunately, Abshir isn't available to attend the episode. He's in Perth for his friend's wedding. And Suhail was unable to make it due to personal reasons. But we got us three. Less is more. We're going to be more insightful, more interacting with each other, which is a blessing. And I got a question for my boy Welly. So how did we come up with today's episode? Just us three. We had to discuss it. It's not five people. It's three. We wanted something that links with all of us. How did we come up with the episode idea? Uh, so the idea of the podcast, obviously, we're always brainstorming and thinking about what's the best way we can come out with best content for fair income. Um, and all of us are in that period of our lives where we start to accumulate a lot. Do you know what I mean? We're all um, past our teen years. Um, all our childhood gifts and all that kind of stuff, the toys and stuff that we used to have as kids are starting to pile up. Um, and I know personally, Ali's gone through this period where he's starting to declutter from a lot of um, stuff that he owns. Um, and that's a massive thing we're going to be speaking about today, declutter, declutter how are we going to call it? Just decluttering, like trying to emphasize the idea that less is actually more. Because mm-hmm. that's a big thing that we always hear, but then we don't understand what does that even mean. Exactly. Um, so we'll get um, Ali to kick it off. Um, I know that he's watched a documentary, a very insightful one. So first of all, I think Abshir was in Perth for his cousin's wedding, was it? Shout no out, idea. Shout out to his cousin. Well, I reward you. Well, exactly. I bless your marriage. Amen. So the documentary I watched, Netflix documentary called Minimalism. Mm-hmm. It's about two guys named, I think, Josh and Ryan. If I'm not mistaken, is that right, Asha? think so Bismillah. so these two guys high school mates and that they li- they'll been working in their 20s like corporate lifestyle like making six figures I think their salary always trying to buy like new things never really satisfied never really as happy and then there was there came a time in I think Josh's life where his mum passed away and he got divorced in the same month Poor. which just sounds extreme like I can't imagine how his life changed drastically after that I can't imagine going through that what I'll do but <clears throat> so Ryan recognized this he went to go see him obviously condolences and all that the process he went to go see his mate Josh and his mate was still very happy and he was so confused I don't th- I don't think he's seen him for years since that mm-hmm. he was very confused how could you be so happy it's like the worst thing possibly in your life that couldn't go on and then they sat down they met they met up to like actually see what's going on in their lives like a proper catch-up it's I, I think when I, because I watched the documentary yeah. as well, I think they were trying to understand that, like, in a society where everything is like, it's the era of upgrades, everything's, you know, everyone's always thinking they need the newest fashion, newest choice. I think we started, we stopped buying or using things intentionally. We just felt like it was a need and we had to have it. I didn't need the new iPhone, I didn't need the new Mac, I didn't need a new car, but it just intentional buying, intentional living was, wasn't a norm. So they went back to that where they started having less things so they're more intentional and they have more valued things like they actually value their nice jacket that they wear and they do quality over quantity that's something we should be doing because instead of buying 10 shirts from store x for five dollars we should go buy one shirt for forty dollars it's actually very good quality and you enjoy wearing Mm -hmm. and that's something they've really preached throughout the documentary Mm. but would you say rather like the life that we live now is we start to get things based on our desire so I want the newest 100%. car. 100%. I like that one just because it's a shade different from that blue to that blue. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or I want that. Then you just keep going up and then from there it's just like how much more things can you actually have? But then it buying a lot of things makes it lose its value. 
that's true as well. Because you might, for example, buy like I might buy a new pair of shoes and I love the pair of shoes, mm. but then I buy another one the next week, another one the next week, and it loses its value. Mm. My sister just went on a holiday. She bought seven pairs of shoes. Yeah. If you bought one, you might obviously if you sometimes you need the pairs of shoes. You need two, three, four, five, whatever it is. But I think it loses its value when there's a lot of it. Mm. Or I'd say that depends because like just like beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so is value. Because um, seven shoes might mean the world to her, but then for you in your eyes, it's just like one shoes might mm. mean something. So me personally, I'm like really big into shoes. I love them. Like just before I'm going to sleep at night, I'll just go through my album Instagram, just search up the newest Jordans, and just I love the feet <laughs> of the whole uh, the shoe sense. Um, but then. When my mom looks at me and she looks at my wardrobe and she goes, I got these shoes, I got this and all that. She'll go to me, why do you have all of that? Like, you don't even mm. need it. And it's true, like, I don't need it. But at the end of the day, like, I appreciate it. In yeah. a sense, you know what I mean? And don't get it confused, that appreciation coming from, like, happiness. Because I don't find happiness in those shoes. But, it's but just, you find value. Yeah, I find value in it. And the it's a small sense of happiness. It. It's a small percentage of happiness. Mm. You do get yeah. happy when you buy new pairs of shoes. But something that a major thing that they preached in the minimalism yeah. documentary, which I, which we all encourage you all to watch if you can, inshallah, is that they said that it's not a problem like minimalism or you have to have minimal things. If you do value something, you can have a lot of it. Yeah. He said some people have a lot of pairs of shoes. Some people have a big book collection. Some people do have expensive cars. Some people do have a lot of watches. Some people do have a lot of video games. Yeah. If it brings them value, then you can have it. Minimalism isn't about having minimal things, but having things that you value, which is exactly what you have with shoes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I feel like the, one of the main things is maintaining that as well. So you could say like every few months you'd look over and seeing, like let's just say going over your wardrobe for example, seeing the clothes you actually wear or the ones you don't. You think you think you might wear it like okay I'll I'll wear it in the one outing or just in case I'll wear it this time. But then really you're never gonna wear it, and that you just want to keep it there because. It maybe it's linked to memories as well. Yeah, mm. and that's one of the biggest problems as well. When it's linked to memories, you you're emotionally tied to those piece of clothing, or it could be anything else, and that you don't want to get rid of that. It's too hard to. But how do you get rid of it? If like there's certain gifts I have in my house that, like for example, my grandpa gave me, my grandma gave me, my auntie. I just have a long, lot of memories with it. Why would you give it away? Like, what's you know? This is, it brings me memories, happiness. Mm. But I feel. With the, it depends. You have to ask you, you have to ask yourself with those gifts, that are you actually using them to its full potential? Are you actually like is it make is it adding value to your life? Like yes, gifts are nice. Obviously, the thought behind it and all that. But then you have to be true with yourself if you're using it or not, or else it's just gonna sit there in the corner of your bedroom, and not do anything. Exactly, and I, I rate that point because the biggest asset that we have in our lives is like time. Like mm. before anything, you invest time into everything. So, like, if I want to go work and make some money, which depends on what you call it, can be an asset. In that sense, I've given time and traded it with money. Or that time, I can trade it with, what do you call it, having those pair of shoes that I can want to wear. It. The more stuff that you have means that your, like, your energy or your time is diverted between those kind of stuff. So, mm. like, me personally, like, in this, for the last semester over uni, like, I've taken up so many responsibilities and so many things on, like, my plate. How many of those things that I actually need, you know what I mean? Like, I, I could say all of them have benefited me in a, like, in many ways that I couldn't, like, if I look back on it, like, I couldn't imagine. But still, if I focused on thing X and thing Y separately at a certain point of time, then I could have given it more time and could have got more value from it, you know what I mean? So the less responsibilities that you take up, the more 
the value that you get out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's the same with like goals or habits yeah. you try to do. You yeah. know, you should never try to build 20 habits at once because yeah. you're going to drop them. It's like juggling. Some people say, you don't, you know, you don't start to juggle with 20 or 5 yeah. of anything. You start with 1, 2, mm. you get used to it, you do 3, 4, until it becomes normal for you. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to... Um, I was listening to a video about like habit change, yeah. making making changes, you know, your life and like building these good habits that you want to do. And I feel like they were saying as human beings, we start to overwhelm ourselves with having all these ideas and wanting to implement all at once. But it's obviously not possible. It's not we don't have the capability of uh, producing all those ideas at once because you obviously you either don't have the time or you just don't have the resources or whatever that reason is. But that's why you need to focus on those few ideas or whatever those few um, things you are doing in your life, whether it's uni, whether it's work, like legendary saying. Doesn't decluttering help that though? Because the reason you declutter and you remove like the fluff, the extra things, is to actually focus. So wouldn't decluttering help you be able to focus on your habits or your priorities or your goals? Like, can you declutter in these situations? Even with clothes, with valuing the shoes, you declutter with the shoes you don't really value and then you wear the ones you do value depends on what is necessary like if you put two people together yeah like let's just say you put two houses side by side yeah and you've got this house which has this amount of kids and this this many people in that household yeah compared to this other house which has only got less um, people compared to the the house Mm. before it yeah and you look at that person you go is it necessary to have all of this kind of stuff and he goes but what's necessary depends on the The sort of person so like some people might go oh why are you guys talking about less is more? Because like, they think of it as like a hardship. Like to get rid of things like that means I have to have nothing. But that's that's the, they're missing the whole point. You know what I mean? Decluttering mean doesn't mean going from having ten pairs of shoes or to having forty Liverpool tops. All it means is literally having the amount that you that's necessary at the end of the day. Do you know what you know what I mean? So going, but isn't there like a certain level to necessity? Like things you actually need mm. and then things you want because you still should have things you want mm. in your wardrobe you shouldn't ha- you could live off with three pairs of socks yeah. just keep washing it. Mm. but you need like you want more it's easier for you same with your wardrobe same with the shoes if i like jordans i want to buy a couple pairs mm. you know black ones white ones green ones mm. don't mm. you see like yeah, there's we- a need and there's a want and there should be like a middle there shouldn't be maximalism where you just buy everything you want because then you like but that's what people have to recognize having that limit having that certain like self-discipline in realizing that okay, this is too much. This is too many shoes. This is too many T-shirts. I feel like a lot of people they they can like window shopping is one thing. Like there's just obviously people have different ideas of window shopping, but then it's like you have to recognize if you really need to look out, start looking, going out of your way to find more T-shirts. If if you really need in your wardrobe this many shoes, you have to find that limit. Do you believe in the like quality over quantity or nah? Because I know I haven't lived by it, mm. but it's something I'm trying to do, like with yeah, at least same. clothing. I feel I haven't lived by it because Kmart gets the best of me as well <laughs> with its bloody good sales. So, uh, so obviously, like I haven't tested that out, but I have a few items. Thinking about it now, like let's just say jackets that I have only a few, but then I would use them most of my week. I would never even use the other ones. So sometimes quality can be better than quantity, just depending on what that item is. Mm-hmm. The whole concept of less is more. I know we've all speak. We've all spoken about how the fact that it relates to materialistic things, like for me, shoes, jackets, and blah blah whatsoever. 
but can you apply the theory of blessings more to like life in general? Bro, as soon as you said priorities, yeah. I thought I had exactly what Abhishek explained last week. Yeah. The Warren Buffett's 525. Because yeah. you and I spoke about this and we knew about it like over a year ago, but then we forget. Can you explain it for those that, uh, the listeners who don't know what the 525 theory is? Okay, so Warren Buffett, who's one of the richest men in the world, like fourth richest, he's the richest investor in the world. Mm-hmm. He has this rule, it's called 525. Where you get a piece of paper and you write 25 things you want to do. One can be start gym, mm. two can be start a sport, three can be get a job, four can be get a new car, five start uni, six start I want to do like Quran, I want to do learn a language, seven start a job, eight podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. There's all these things and you list twenty five, which is twenty five is pretty easy. I wrote it like I wrote like thirty. Well, it depends. Depends. And maybe but, I, maybe get, but, I'm just more ambitious than you. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Hey, but before that. Where did the 525 theory come before that? The story behind um, uh, why he gave that theory out? Because yeah. I think that's a good part of the story. Yeah. Well, we'll give the video, inshallah, in one of the um, episode links. Mm. It was Warren Buffett was talking to his pilot, who's been his pilot for like three, four years. And he's richest investor in the world. So him, or his richest, fourth richest man in the world. So his pilot is making good money. Mm. Oh, of course. Fourth yeah. richest man in the world, you're making good money to be your pilot. He was there for like three, four years and he went up to the pilot and he said, um, why are you still working for me? Haven't you learned enough from me? He's saying, you as a pilot, after you work for me, you should have not been a pilot anymore. Your money should be making you money. You should have learned enough from me to not be working here for the same job for that long. And he's like, think about it on levels. If he's working for the fourth richest man in the world, he's probably getting at least top 10 income as a pilot in the world. Yeah, for sure. And he's saying, that's not good enough. And that's Warren Buffett, who's got, mashallah, so much money. But then, the, so he explained that with the 25 or th- 20 or 30 that you write, he said, categorize them to one to five <coughs> in importance. So you put one, for example, uni, two, work, three, health, four, and then just to five. And then you d- disregard the other 20. Don't even look at it. If number six is even important, it's health, it's family, it's gym, it's whatever. Don't even look at it and only do the first five. But it's got to be something that can be accomplished. It can't be spend more time with family. Because that's never ending. So it's got to be like make $5,000. Or fix my car. Or buy this. Or read a book a month. Or whatever it is. Until you accomplish it. And then you go to number 6 when you finish one. Then you go to number 7 and number 8. But the main thing he was trying to preach is about prioritizing what you're trying to do. Because you can't do 25 things at once. You know? You have to actually focus on what you're trying to do. Like you said with uni... It was difficult for you. Advice I got when I went overseas is don't try to do everything. You know, with the deen, you want to do tafsir, you want to do tajweed. <coughs> Damn, I need some water. You want to do Quran, you want to do hifs, you want to do, you know, fiqh. Focus on one and just must, like, focus on one. Do as much as you can until you come comfortable. The number two, the number three, the number four. Mm. Mm, that's a very so, is, is it specific, why specifically five? Is there a reason to or is it just a rough number? Because some people might... Like, it's very hard to decide maybe between the 5th and the 6th. I don't know, depending on their life, like, I guess. Mm. I think it's always going to be difficult. Mm. But n- number one's more important than number two. Number two's more important than number three. Num- three, four, four, five. You kind of just have to say, okay, right now, for example, I finish uni in a year or someone finishes mm. two. Uni then, after that, I'll learn a language. After that, I'll start a podcast. You're just about prioritizing whatever you can. Yeah, the whole point That's his idea, you know? Yeah, yeah, the whole point of having like 
like the top five goals and then having 25 in general and then prioritizing it by making them in batches of five is so first of all the whole theory of less is more you know what i mean like yeah. in general you have a lot of goals you're ambitious to achieve all these goals but you should be focusing on them in groups and batches yeah yeah and then not until you've achieved those goals because with the pilot as well he wasn't ascending in terms of his goals like he if 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 you could relate him to us within our society he was like our regular day person who had goals but wasn't achieving them and i think that can relate to nearly everyone like i have goals usher's got goals you've got goals yeah Yeah. but we can't achieve them because like we're not smart about our goals and the whole point of Mm. having these five goals is making sure they're smart like putting a time limit on them making sure that they're measurable and all this kind of stuff and then from there it's you're more you're able to achieve those goals if that makes sense yeah i guess it it sounds like just it it becomes a slower process when there's more on your plate Mm mm-hmm Exactly, exactly, and not only that, goes back to the whole time thing, like we're human at the end of the day, like mm. how much of our time can be diverted onto 25 things, you're more likely to get those five things, those five most important things, and mind you, the five things that are uh, important to you and are priority at the start, once, once the summer hits, might not be that important, do you know what I mean? My goals right now that I have in this semester of uni, or this period of my life, mm. in October, might not be the same when I hit December, do you know what I mean? In December, I might be more focused on summer and achieving um, going overseas and this, that, you know, we're going on holiday. Going to have, the gym. Uh, Wally, have you done the 525? Um, I have done it and I'm one goal off on my first five. No. Alhamdulillah. But, yeah. um, but the thing is, it's not easy at the end of the day. And with anything, it's like, because it, it's a new theory to me, at the start, it was hard. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Getting through the first five. And mind you, five might take you. 20 years depending on what type of goal it is do you know mm. what I mean it doesn't mean oh I have to finish five and blah 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 but it's the fact that you're achieving one by one and knocking them down going that domino effect mm. then you know that you're on the right path do you know what I mean because you want to be achieving something rather than being in that because everyone's got these goals you know us though you can all relate to this here we've all got goals like X, Y and Z and we just written it somewhere put it in our book closed it chucked it yeah. down or written in our notes and put a lock on it in our thing in our iPhone mm. But we haven't achieved it, do you know what I mean? It's because we have so action. many. We have so many, do you know what I mean? It's all about action, making sure that it's achievable, in a sense. Mm. Mm. Um, but going on to the next point, um, you know how we were speaking about the whole clothes things and we've got jackets and all that kind of stuff. Can you find less in more in things like, let's for example, I know you did this uh, decluttering thing on social media with friends and all that kind of stuff. Um, why do you see the importance of that? Exactly the same thing. Less yeah. is more. You know, you find in even clothes in your bedroom at uni, time spent with family or time spent with friends. The less um, friends or less clutter around it, like the more meaningful your relationships might be. Because if you're my best friend and I see you twice a week or three times a week, it's there's more meaning in it than me every week seeing like distant friends. You keep seeing distant friends, distant friends. You're not building that strong relationship mm. that you actually do need as humans. Yeah. You know, we're social beings. You know. Mm. 100%. Not only that, you don't really need um, all of those like friends, and I say that with like a question, quotation mark, whatever. Yeah. Um, because like you follow however X many people, and then from those X many people, they're just your online social friends. They're not your actual mm. friends. Do you know what I mean? Like Instagram's got that feature where you've got close friends in it, yeah, where you can make a group of friends and then you only put like stories or send photos and only that um, batch of people can see it. Yeah? Yeah. What's the point of having that? Do you know what I mean? Why not just create a social media where... That should be all your friends. Exactly. Yeah, that should be all your friends. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, like, different parts of your life, you're just going to move on. You're going to make new friends, this mm. this kind of stuff, yeah? 
but at the same time, you don't need this amount of many friends. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're it's a, but see, you're thinking that with friends because you can relate to that. It's exactly the same with clothes. Yeah. Mm. Exactly the same with things in your yeah. bedroom. Exactly the same with most things. And responsibilities. That, yeah, as well as responsibilities. That less is truly more because it's mm. more meaningful, more valuable to yourself. You get more time spent on yourself and less. Think like the less priorities or issues or things, responsibilities, the more time you get, which is our most valued thing. Mm-hmm. Time, time, 100%. time. And that's at the end of the day, like time is going to be one thing as Muslims on Yom Al-Qiyamah that we're going to be questioning. It's like, what did we do with our time? Like how many times, like, because naturally we're all procrastinators. I've heard this so many times where people go, oh, I'm struggling to write an essay, but I can only write it the day before it's due. Mm. But what were you doing for like all that time? Exactly. Think about even, yeah, so even with that, with uni work, they're saying it takes so long, but then like you just said that question, how did you spend your time? If you could actually see what you did in that time, you'd be sur- surprised how many, how long you've been on screens for. For, for a good, yeah. that's a good, re- that's one of the good reasons in how we waste our time nowadays. Because yeah. to be honest, a lot of people say nowadays, "Oh, time's flying." Yeah. It's like why? Because you're wasting a lot of time. You're on these screens. I recognize only recently after watching this documentary that, for example, maybe I'm not spending enough time with some some of my friends. I'm not seeing them as often. And yeah. why? Because you become maybe naturally more lazier. That's that's how I can feel like in my spare time, I'd rather be watching Netflix, something it's, like that. It's, everyone has their own thing that they're lazy about or postpone. Like some people study, some people yeah. gym, some people friends. But if you just <clears throat> are conscious about it, like there's all these videos on YouTube about people, they wrote down exactly what they did for 24 days or a week and you see the improvement. Even us on our screen time. If I'm on Instagram at an hour, I could have went gym in that hour. I've, I've went gym like seven times in 10 months. Wow. And I'm paying for membership. But I go on Instagram 30 minutes and mm. messages and watch YouTube. If I just cut all that out, I could be, I could be going gym. Mm. It's the same thing. It's all about consciousness of it, being mm. aware. That's what the documentary was preaching. Yeah, they were talking a lot about digital minimalism as well. Mm. And how it opens up your, your perspective on life and spending more time in those valued aspects <laughs> of your life, like family, like actually... The fi- like for example the five aspects in your life whether it's uni or work putting more time and effort into that and focusing on it 100% so you get the best out of it finding yeah. meaning exactly I've got a question for you Ali for a person who's watched the minimalism um, documentary on Netflix mm. um, and not only who's just watched it because I've seen your phone and I've seen the way that you've um, adapted that into your life how do you do that because it's not easy taking that first step you know because the first step to anything is always the hardest from there everything becomes a bit more easier like how did you do um the little things to get to like decluttering at, i guess to be honest at the start it was over- overwhelming yeah. because like you start to recognize so many more th- so many things in your life that you can fix and you can declutter mm-hmm. but it's like oh where do i start there's so many i want to do this and that and then sometimes you can procrastinate move on and get distracted but then the first thing i started was with my phone because i to be honest, I use it a bit too much in my day-to-day life. I'm not sure how others are, but that's how I am and I recognize that. So I started off, for example, as I showed you before, the, like getting rid of my applications that mm. I don't use as often. Because you can always re-download it. 100%. It doesn't take, that, doesn't take long. These days you have so much internet, you can download, re-download as many times as you want. So I've organized it in ways where it's obvious the apps I use day-to-day that are more productive and things that aren't going to distract me as much, for example, social media. Mm. I've taken off my phone 
I've put it onto my lap. Social media? Yeah, social media. That was real hard to be honest. Yeah. But I think at the start, yeah. when I I did take when I got rid of the Facebook app, I started going on my phone without even realizing, and going to that page, like sliding to the page yeah. and realizing the app is there. I'm like, what did I just do that? It became normal. Yeah, it was like it's so weird. Like that we we do these things without realizing because it's an addiction. Yeah. You do it without like when you find nothing to do, you become uncomfortable just not being on your phone yeah. having nothing to do which like some people with eating when they're bored they eat I wish I could do yeah. that but that's dangerous man like you, that's w- that's where people can start to inc- like overeat too much and then they complain why they like gain weight and stuff it's like but it's because we're not aware we're not intentional with what we're doing mm-hmm. and that's the, that's the problem we all have yeah. yeah it's excessiveness at the end of the day but not only that it's so accessible for all of us, you know what I mean? We've mm. got a fridge over there that's filled up to, like, you know what I mean, the top. Mm. Or we've got our phones and it's got all the information that we need to know about, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and sometimes too much information is not good, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> and we're in the era of information. So it's anything you want, you can Google right now. Yeah. You know what I've been finding interesting? The whole impeachment case with Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I started this uh, new podcast. And it gives you news updates. Um, and shout out to Siddiq for this. He put it up on his Instagram. Um, it's um, So pretty much what it does is, you know how you got your daily news and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and it just talks about bad things that's happened. This person got in a car crash or this happened. This person was, a house got burnt down, blah, 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 blah. But then this app here, what it does is it pretty much, what's happening in the world that's the most important at that time and has the most significant impact to the world it'll just tell you in a nutshell 20 minute episode nothing more do you know what I mean and you will get well well informed but from there like Uh, what's it called uh, the actual it's called the daily the daily yeah okay I'll give it a sauce um, but from there the problem with that is is it's like in those 20 minutes like is that important information really important like what is Trump's impeachment case going to do with me do you know what I mean like I could be spending that time actually studying a couple of my physiology subjects there in that's that's where 525 comes into play because like if it doesn't fit in your five should you be doing it right now mm, exactly but at the end of the day like the less you know the better yeah mm. and i realized when i implemented the 525 which was recent i started to enjoy my free time a lot more stress-free mm. you're not procrastinating as much because you know you've got these things to do and that's your priority in the day mm. Mm. so it becomes a lot more clearer like with your goals with what you have to do throughout your day it's a lot easier to plan a lot of people to be honest i've recognized with my friends as well they don't like to plan or they've never th- even thought about planning their day. But trying to plan, like planning your day the night before is probably one of the best things I've ever done. Mm. Like it's changed my life. Like it, it's made me so much more productive as well, ticking off those things I want to do. Mm. And it just, yeah, so like... It's, it, it's intentional. Exactly. And it, yeah. keeps, it keeps you away from the procrastination because you know what you're doing. A lot of people, they sit there, they have too much free time maybe. And they say, okay, what now? I finished uni for the day what do I do I can I, I can study but I have five hours to the day I'll just go out with friends come back later next thing you know you have no time and that's also a reason why some people even myself about waking up early in the morning sometimes you get up Fajr it's 5.30 and you're like I want to stay up after Fajr but I have nothing to do hmm. or I, I only have something that's going to take me an hour an hour and a bit it's like okay I'll go back to sleep but when you plan the night before you're like, okay, khalas, I already know 5.30, I'll get up, then I'll eat breakfast, then I'll go to gym from 6.30 to 7.30, come back, I'll take my sister to school, and then I'll read my thing, I'll do my uni study, and then I'll go uni. It's completely different, just by planning. Yeah. Simple theory. 
And knowing that you get like a buzz of happiness from that as yeah. well, you know, I mean, it's that good feeling that. Eric that Thomas Grant. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Not even that, but like also the fact that you've saved so much time. Mm. Like, I don't know if you guys realize, have you ever like gone to a library and gone down to sit down just to study, but you don't know where to start? Oh, yeah. all the time with my assignments. Yeah. yeah. And by the time you've started, it's two hours because that two hours you spent planning for something that mm. was, could have taken like five minutes a night before dinner. Yeah. And that happens a bit too much. Yeah. It's all intentional living. That's why, boys, I'm starting something. I don't know if you boys are down. What? When in the minimalism, like, yeah. there's always that one thing that stands out. This stood out to me. What is it? There was the, um, one of the, this lady, I forgot her name, unfortunately, but she has, she created a project called Project 333. That she picked 33, 33 things, and that was her outfit choices. That include shoes, belts, socks, pants, jeans, tops, whatever, for three months. And she just wore that, and she mixed and matched in between it. And this is her working in the corporate world. And there's all these videos that they showed from YouTube, and I watched a couple, that people started doing this project, and no one ever realized. Mm. But they were intentional, exactly, and they valued what they wore. So, so they picked 33, and like, do I like this? Do I like that? What can I wear more frequently? What can't I? Yeah. And I'm doing that. As soon as this episode gets posted, yeah. Wait, now so people are going to be conscious of me wearing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But They're going to start picking it that's out all every it day. Is. It's intentional and I urge you two boys, if you yeah. can, watch it on YouTube. If you guys think it, do it with me because that would be good because then we talk about the struggles, the easy, how easy it could be. Yeah. Summer, it's getting hotter. Maybe we have to start again. Is it 33? Is it clothing? Just clothing only? Or is it 30 thing, essential things in life that you just keep I'm, using? No, I don't think it's essential things, but I think it's clothing, like even a backpack, a purse, a wallet, yeah. all that kind of thing, and that's all you use. Yeah. Because then half your wardrobe can just, you said three months, that's all I'm going to wear. And you get rid of the rest after a while? Not get rid of, but like, <laughs> just pack away, because the weather is changing now, yeah. so you do have the opportunity to say, okay, halas, I don't need my puffy jacket anymore, mm. I just need a couple t-shirts, you can mix and match, but how often do you realise you went to uni, like, oh, that guy wore that two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, if I really think about it, like all my friends, all the people you see at uni, you do not, you notice it for like maybe a few seconds, but then you forget about it. It's not that. You're thing. never gonna take real actual notice of anything. And some people, like I know, if I give if I give this advice to maybe my sister or my cousins, mm-hmm. they'll say no, it's not the same. Girls are different. But most people, the, the, a female started this, and most people that did the project online were females. Really? Yeah. Which and I was, that was, was a shock because a guy a guy can get away with it. A girl, it, girls judge more. Which yeah. is unfortunate. And it was successful. That's what they said. Allah, wow. maybe maybe in the Muslim community it's different. Allah, yeah, Allah. We'll see. but whoever wants to start it, get on it, and we'll sh- give you guys shout outs. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We can do interviews, that kind of thing. Because it's just a good thing to do, you know, interact with our audience, and new experience, man. Well, I and it'll just show you exactly the items you value more, and then all those. Other, all the other, other items in your wardrobe just sitting there that you actually don't touch and you you recognise after those three months. Mm. I definitely know what I'm going when I go home. What I'm doing. I'm picking my outfit now right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to declutter my phone. That's one thing I know for sure. I have over 100 apps um, and every time like I upgrade to a new iPhone or let's just say I'm syncing between... Do you know when you get like a backup or something like that and you can choose like should I delete this or should I keep this or all this kind of stuff? I'm that person that keeps everything. Because everything's a bit nostalgic. Like I'll be like some photography app when I'm editing a photo. I won't touch until it comes to a time where I'm actually editing a photo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, like I downloaded all these um, editing apps when I went um, on my holiday last summer, and I don't I haven't touched them once, probably twice in that time until now. Yeah. And every time I have a chance to delete them, I'll go. No, I'll need them next time. Mm, I'll need them yes. next summer. 
But then when's the next time we're going to come? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's not really that useful. There's like the minimalism guys. These guys have been on it for years. So have all these different rules. And they're like, if you haven't used it in the last 90 days and you're not going to, you're not planning in the next 90, mm. you don't need it. Mm, and exactly. the same with your app. It's been February. Yeah, it's 100%. October. It's been eight months. And 240 days. <laughs> Crazy. But then even me, it's like jackets. It's like, no, nah, I need it just in case that occasion. It's like, fam, I've never worn you. Mm. Never worn that, you know? Get out. Get rid of it. Cut it out. <laughs> That's for the video. Cut it Cut out. Cut it out. Um, yeah. Walla. Walla, we have a lot of planning to do, boys. 100%. Next episode, inshallah, have the other boys back, you know? Mm. And even for the audience, you know, not every week we're going to have all, all of us available, you know? Some weeks someone someone might travel, some weeks uni commitments, some weeks exams are coming up in a couple of weeks. You know, if our recording days are Mondays, we're going to be, you know, I might have an exam on a Monday. But the main thing is that we just get together, give something out, you know? We have guest episodes coming, inshallah. Hope you all listen to the episode. Um, And obviously, yeah, feedback is highly welcome. If you guys want to say something, DM us on our Instagram. Um, We've got Facebook, we've got everything. Don't forget, guys, go hard. Yeah. Did you say remember to follow us or anything? Remember to follow us at Fairdingham Pod. On, On Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Like us, we're coming to YouTube soon. Stay ready. And maybe Snapchat. Why not? TikTok, <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> Let's get MySpace. it. MySpace. Cut you out. Done. Take it, guys. Salam alaikum. 33 minute episode. 34 minute. Beauty. What you guys think of the app, honestly?